Hi everyone, my name is Abby and welcome to my portfolio podcast. This semester, the topic of relational inquiry was greatly focused on. To me, this means that us as nurses and student nurses need to focus on more than just the clinical and the physical aspects of a patient and go deeper into where they are situated and constituted in order to achieve a holistic approach to care. Being able to use different lenses and perspectives as a nurse to view all aspects of a patient can aid the treatment process along with the relationship you create with each patient. During the semester, we covered broad topics that are relevant to healthcare and discussed how we can incorporate relational inquiry methods of nursing when treating and encountering patients within these topics. The five topics that I chose to review and dissect were mental health of adolescent and young adults, LGBTQ access to care, adverse childhood events, feeding and eating disorders, and finally, preconception health and fertility. I will summarize these topics and relate them to relational inquiry methods in nursing throughout this podcast. First, the topic of mental health of adolescents and young adults is a very broad and relevant topic in today's society. In my portfolio, I chose to use pictures, quotes, a video, and a song to demonstrate the voices of people who are struggling with their mental health. I chose to do this as I think it's important to advocate for your patients and for people who are struggling with their mental health. Therefore, using artifacts to demonstrate the voices of these individuals is impactful and educational for me and others. I chose to incorporate two peer-reviewed articles to support my learnings and analysis of mental health in young adults. McAllister et al. talks about how mental illness in young people is on the rise and that nurses need to have more supplies in their toolboxes in order to supply these children with the mental health care that they need. We need to be more aware of the issues that are happening in our younger generations in order to equip them with the coping strategies and treatment for a successful mental health journey. Hickmont demonstrates the lived experience of a teenager who struggled with severe anxiety. This article helped demonstrate the struggles and experiences nurses need to educate themselves on in order to deliver best practice holistic care to everyone. In relation to relational inquiry, as a nurse, it is important to use your five C's when interacting and treating a patient with mental health concerns. The five C's include compassion, competence, being curious, committed, and corresponding. Being compassionate with individuals who are struggling with their mental health is important to build a relationship and trust with the patient. When you are compassionate, the patient will get the care that they deserve and need, and you will learn more as a nurse. Having competence is important in this topic of patients as knowing and understanding the different things, like the different types of illnesses, can aid the nurse in coming up with the most prominent and important nursing diagnoses and use evidence-based practice to treat their patients. Being curious means to be within knowing and not knowing. When interacting with patients struggling with their mental health, there's always new things to learn, even for nurses. Every patient is different and being curious about each patient can help you be a better nurse and further your understanding for each unique case. Next, being committed is also very important when treating and interacting with patients within this group. When you're committed, it shows. And when the patient sees you being committed, they will be more likely to be committed to their mental health well-being as well. Being committed also demonstrates professionalism, which is imperative in nursing. Lastly, corresponding speaks to the aspect of being one with the patient. As a nurse, treating a young adult with mental health concerns, you want to correspond and be one with the patient to gain their trust and to better understand them as a whole. You can converse and understand their situation to better their health.
Mental health is a huge topic and is widely stigmatized in society and even more in other specific cultures. It is our job as future nurses to be this change and educate others. Being therapeutic and including relational inquiry strategies helps us get to a better place in the world of mental health. So if you ask what now, the answer is that it is our job to help create a safer space for discussion about mental health. For my second topic, I'm going to be summarizing the broad topic of LGBTQ access to care. This topic is becoming on the rise today as more and more stories, truths, and education is surfacing. People in this community have been suppressed or even killed for simply being who they are, and it is time for change. As this community has a lack of access to care due to many aspects such as unsafe clinics, lack of resources, discrimination, and more, the health outcomes of this population are severely worse than those who do not identify as LGBTQ+. This is a huge problem. I chose to do this topic due to the fact that I am an ally. If you are an ally, you need to act on behalf of your peers to make healthcare equal. For my artifacts, I chose to demonstrate the pride of this community through these photos and the pride that should be present in the healthcare field. I also chose to show this video as it demonstrates the inequality this community faces in the healthcare field. In regards to relational inquiry in nursing practice, I believe that using a post-structural lens is extremely important for treating people within this group. It is also important to mention that you as a practitioner are not always privileged to hear the stories of your patients in regards to their sexuality or gender. This means that it is important to carry your post-structural lens with you at all times, despite knowing or not knowing what the individual identifies as or if they identify within the LGBTQ community. Using a post-structural lens as a nurse means to educate yourself on language and how it affects others. Language in this community is especially important as you may use your words to identify someone by their gender. Asking about what language and pronouns the patient needs you to use is important to do at the beginning of your encounter for everyone. This demonstrates a developed post-structural lens and makes your patient feel safe. Having a safe space for all patients will improve the proximal distal view of healthcare, which in the end improves their health. When doing research about this topic, I came across an article by McCann who explains how healthcare facilities can improve their access to care for LGBTQ individuals. McCann explains how access to care for this community needs to be reevaluated and changed as there are many issues that are still present today. More staff training on this community was discussed as a method to create a safer space for the LGBTQ community to improve their access to care. Personally, I would like to see more action in regards to this statement, as I see a lot of this discussion of more education for staff, yet not enough action for this. In order to further deepen my understanding of this topic, I read another article by Sherman et al., which covered an initiative that they developed for nurses to take in regards to furthering their education on the LGBTQ community. I think this is a great start to holding nurses accountable for creating an equal access to care for these individuals. So now we're going to talk about my third Topic. Thirdly, adverse childhood events, also known as ACEs, are impactful events that can alter someone's health outcome. As a class, we discuss the different types of ACEs, including sexual, physical, emotional, mental abuse, along with things like having divorced parents and observing someone else getting abused. Through further research, it is obvious that ACEs have a major impact on the health of an individual. Olson expresses the education that nurses should have on these ACEs as they are great determinants of health. Additionally, Magan discusses relational practice skills and their importance when encountering a patient with ACEs. These skills will help the patients with resilience. 
If relational skills in nurses can help the relationship and trust between the nurse and the patient for these individuals, better health outcomes will result. In my portfolio, I chose to incorporate pictures, a poem, a song, some quotes, and educational videos to demonstrate my knowledge on this topic. This topic is really important to me and understanding the impact that ACEs have on children and future adults is important to understand as a nurse because they're affecting the health. The relational inquiry aspect for ACEs that I find particularly important is to look through your HP lens when treating patients with ACEs. Let me remind you that you as a nurse do not always know if a patient has any ACEs. Because of this reason, looking through an HP lens helps you as a nurse recognize each patient's possible life experiences and how they have shaped them today. Everyone brings their own backpacks everywhere they go and realizing this as a nurse can help you treat each patient holistically. What happens in childhood doesn't always stay in childhood. Um, from moving on from today, I think that screening people for ACEs and figuring out the impact of these ACEs is really important to be able to treat people further because ACEs are determinants of health and being able to recognize these will help our diagnoses and treatment of everyone. So for my fourth segment, I will be summarizing my findings and learnings for the topic of feeding and eating disorders. Throughout this semester, we discussed the difference between the two disorders. Feeding disorders has to do with things like children who are not able to feed due to developmental delays or cleft lips, etc. And eating disorders, which is a mental illness that enables a person to have an unhealthy relationship with food. This can look like anorexia, which is limiting food intake at a dangerous level, bulimia, which is binging followed by purging, and binge eating disorder, which is characterized by the inability to stop eating even when full. Although these are the three major types of eating disorders, there are many more. I chose to incorporate some images to represent the struggle many individuals face when struggling with an eating disorder. I also inserted a song that was written by Sarah Kays, who suffered herself from anorexia. These artifacts, along with the videos that I added, were impactful to me as they allowed me to put myself in their shoes and walk in them. I understood the experiences of these people better. To deepen this knowledge, I read many articles around this topic. Jennings et al. talks about how us as nurses can care for individuals struggling with an eating disorder. The author talks about the Roy adaptation model and how this framework can aid nurses when treating patients with anorexia nervosa. Next, the author Kieran explores feeding and eating disorders in early childhood. This developed my understanding and knowledge in the fact that the severe refusal of food during childhood is adverse to normal, and they describe the many risk factors and signs of these disorders. Tan et al. explored the mother's perspective of their child having a feeding disorder, uh, which developed my knowledge on family as a concept within this domain. The relational inquiry method that I found to be prominently important in this topic is to look through a feminist lens as a nurse. Although eating disorders do not only affect women and girls, they do affect women and girls more often, perhaps due to the extreme expectations for image in females. Looking through a feminist critical lens can allow the nurse to understand the expectations that the patient sees in her life from social media, family, friends, etc. When the nurse looks through this lens, it can be beneficial in understanding the patient and their position more effectively. In the future, we need to change our societal views as a society to help save our health. As a nurse, we can help people identify when they have an eating disorder and seek help as soon as possible. For my final topic, I will be covering my learnings in the preconception health and fertility topic. This topic was really interesting to me as I noticed this topic of discussion is not talked about a lot. In class, we discussed the stigma around infertility and the emotional toll families and individuals go through when they're encountering infertility. 
It was shocking to me how prevalent fertility issues are. However, there's little to no discussion about it in society. I chose to insert some photos, quotes, and a song to encapsulate the pain many people feel when they encounter infertility. This made me realize the total change in future some people have. I also added a video about an infertility nurse that talks about how she sticks by the patient and family side when they're going through this. To further my understanding about infertility, I came across an article where Abic et al. explains the risk factors for infertility and how us as nurses can educate and prevent infertility. When researching more about this topic, I found an article by Ergen et al. that explained the severe stigma related to this topic and the attitudes many people have in regards to infertility. Ozan et al. also wrote an article surrounding this topic, however, demonstrated the effects that nurses have on women and families dealing with infertility. The authors explain that nurses have a large role in this time in their lives, and this made me really think about the impact I would have on people as a nurse. To conclude this segment, I'm going to talk about the relational inquiry method I find the most prominent for this topic, which is family nursing. When caring for patients struggling with infertility, it is important to inquire about family. In infertility and preconception situations, family is a huge part. First, it is important to establish with the patient what family is to them, and then also including the family in this case as a whole, if applicable. In these cases, treating the whole family will establish better care for the patient as well. Infertility is a real issue that affects many people and recognizing this as a nurse allows for better care. So to wrap up this podcast, I just wanted to say that this semester was really impactful to me and I understand better how me as a person and a future nurse impacts others. Being there for someone and showing that compassion and knowledge will enable you and your patient to connect and trust each other, which will result in better health for everyone. Being a nursing student is a privilege for me and I'm forever grateful for this experience. Thank you for listening.